Welcome, live and direct, from Studio C with Christina Nicole and Georgie D, all the way from the big island of sunny California, IA. I'm George. And I'm Christina Nicole. And together, we are George Stina. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Right Beside You, as we do life right beside each other. While sometimes agreeing, sometimes disagreeing, but ultimately meeting meeting in in the the middle. middle. Because at the end of the day, I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm I'm right right beside beside you. Cheers. beautiful people to another episode of your favorite podcast the right beside you podcast where we do life right beside each other i'm george and i'm here with my fiance my co-host my woman Mm. christina nicole hey hey what's happening today beautiful people i am so excited because our special guest couple all the way from about 10 miles away from sunny California, finding love in someone of a hopeless place during intense boot camp amidst a crazy, isolated, global pandemic. There's nothing that these two cannot do. Joining us live, give it up for the lovebirds themselves, Corey and Christy. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so we are going to jump right into the questions. I'm coming out swinging like Mike Tyson. We want to know how you guys met and what your love story is. (laughs) You want want to start this one? So, you know, like all modern couples now. uh, 2020. We met uh, on uh, on an online dating app known as uh, Hinge. Nice. And uh, almost said Bumble. She almost said the wrong app. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, that's a great start. No, we met on uh, we met on him. Um, and uh, we went on. Actually, our first date was hilarious because she uh, we were talking and she was like, "Hey, where do you want to go?" And I was like, "I got this great you know pool hall out in Simi Valley. I like to go to." Um, and side note, I watch a lot of Dateline. So she was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> I don't know about a dark pool hall. Uh, how about this Mexican restaurant? Um, it's only five minutes away from my yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So we go on, we go on our first date and we're talking, and uh, somehow it got brought up about how, um, like, you know, it was refreshing to go on a new date. Her ex boyfriend, she didn't like him, and you know, he was such an asshole because he was a cop. <laughs> and, and in the army and you know i didn't like him he was such a jerk and i was sitting there like oh uh-huh. that that's that's cool funny story because you know uh, i'm in the army and i'm trying to join the police academy and she was like immediate foot in mouth like oh my god <laughs> please because i don't know how i'm gonna do this right now <laughs> i love that yeah but we were i mean it was a great first day we sat there 
fuck. We, yeah, we sat there until it closed, and then finally left. And then uh, she got all mad because well, I walked her to her car, I gave her a hug, told her I want to go on another date, and I left. Come to find out, she was pissed I didn't kiss her that night. How Ooh. would you guys feel, Christina? As a woman, you had a great date. <laughs> and yes, it's very polite and sweet, whatever. But I didn't even get a kiss on the cheek. I was like, oh my God, he doesn't like me. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> honestly, Christina, sometimes nice. it's worth waiting for. Girl, you got to like let him um, chase yes, the cat a little bit. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not used to this. What is ha- like? Did I say something? Like, what did I do? Corey's a respectable young man. I commend well, you, sir. Well, that and I, I think that in the age of online dating and, and dating apps, it's like as a dude, you're competing with all these creeps who mm. are trying to get nude photos on the second text. Mm. Yeah. So. When that's what you're competing with, you can't come out. You can't come out like, "Oh, give me a kiss." Nah, you play it cool, take your time, and then you'll get there when you get there. Well, it works. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> even even on the second day, I went to go uh, pick her up, and she was at her. She was living at her grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and I, I showed up and I walked up to the door, rang the doorbell, introduced myself to her grandfather, and all of a sudden, I hear her go, "Christy," and I hear her from upstairs going, "What?" <laughs> And he's like, your date's here. And she's like, well, huh? What? <laughs> we walked outside. She's like, I thought you were going to text me to come outside. I was like, you don't do that. You got you to gotta be respectful. You got to walk up, introduce yourself, you know, say hi. I'm the person taking out your granddaughter. Like, Aww. Rest, rest my grandfather's soul. He won him over right away. So Aww. it worked. <laughs> yes. Rest, rest in peace, Gramps. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that- I actually have more appreciation for your guys love story and especially you Corey. I, I i give you some two thumbs up from from me yeah he, he scored some points for that yeah you did he's dreamy uh, that's, definitely a, that's definitely a parent teaching i i definitely say my mom and dad always said like you got to be respectful especially when you're with women like it's all about being gentlemen, and even to this day, it's something that i always preach about so well, i think it was nice because i wasn't used to it too so yes. i was like why is he being so nice? Like, what is this? Like, because people I've gone out with in the past just, like, were not like that at all. Girl, see, look at you. You so worthy of love, and he came right to your doorstep. And they said he's chivalry's dead. locked up and everything. <laughs> hey, George, I'm not going to lie. George, I've had some intermittent moments where I wasn't, I, I I didn't experience the level of chivalry that George brought to the table, so I was shocked too. So I can definitely relate to that, Christy. You're like, wait, are you trying to pull something funny? What's going yeah. on? You be nice. What's up? There's something wrong with you. There is something wrong with you because unfortunately in today's society, it's not very common. So we got some rare gems. So yeah, we do. It was worth the no kissing on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you have Mexican food in your mouth, you know. <laughs> that was the, like, our first four dates were all Mexican food. I literally was like, can we go somewhere else? I didn't realize I liked Mexican food so much. <laughs> I was like, oh. I love Mexican food. <laughs> hey, now I'm hungry. We got to go eat some Mexican food together. <laughs> so, how was dating Corey while in boot camp? Or was it the police academy? Yeah. It was the, the police academy. Okay, so I had- okay been in the army and 
when we started dating, it I think was, we had at least two to three months together yeah. before he actually started. Yeah. And then I'll let you explain the, the yeah. six months. And then that. the six months after that, his ass moved to Ontario. Woo-woo! <laughs> 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 uh, which I live here now, so I love it. Don't yes. get me wrong. Yes. Uh, but it was... It was difficult. I never had doubts because he actually, he would drive all the way back home on the weekends to see Logan and I. And he was actually very fair with his time of spending it with Logan and I. And then most of the time, though, doing a lot of homework. But somehow we made it work. I mean, of course, I missed him during the week. I couldn't just call my boyfriend to come over. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was difficult sometimes, but... It wasn't to where it was a breaking point to where I was like, okay, I can't do this. Like, this is stupid. I mean, that was definitely a big test to begin with because you're talking three months in a relationship. You're still trying to figure each other out. Yeah. And then to, to move almost an hour and a half away and to not, I like, I didn't talk to her during the days and at nights so I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm up till midnight doing homework and she still stuck around and still was meeting me every weekend and mm-hmm. hanging out with me and Logan and loving being around us. So, I mean, that right there kind of proved that like this is some person that i know loves me and cares about me because if she's willing to stick around through this hard time then right it's gonna only get better from here oh don't don't cry don't cry (laughs) this is so good i'm all y'all need your own movie like for real out here and i'm like oh no you're i'm not doing this again i'm coming i'm coming with you (laughs) right right you're not leaving me behind buddy Dude, I commend you guys both because long-distance relationships are not easy. Yes, and I remember hearing you guys talk about your guys' situation, and it's a lot of communication, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, at this time, Corey was going through, uh, let's say, a legal separation from his previous (laughs) uh, wife. How did you guys navigate dealing with the the ex-wife and then also um splitting time and with logan Corey's son and you know how did you guys navigate through all that well i'm gonna I'm gonna start off by this navigating time with me and logan and her honestly after she met logan for the first time it tell, was like tell us about that ever well the first time we met her it was hilarious because we had uh we had a party at my mom's house mm-hmm. and um and he's swimming in the pool and he gets out to try to tell me something mm-hmm. and you know the pool's like 70 degrees so his lips are blue he's kind of shivering a little bit and i'm talking to him and this one yells at me to like get him like a towel i'm like he's fine don't worry about it she like throws me out of the way wraps him up in a towel and starts like you know oh my god baby it's okay like i know let's warm you up and, from there on out, those two have been best friends. It's like I'm not even in the relationship. Yeah, I'm literally just the third wheel for those two. Oh, that's amazing. Honestly, yes, Christy. I could tell even from afar, like, you just really stepped up into that bonus momming role and just took it and, like, ran with it. And I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful thing. Because sometimes, you know, there's a little hesitation. I really loved how you just, like, took it and ran and you're just like claiming him like my son i i just love that it was it was a great thing and then the beginning dealing with (laughs) with real mom it wasn't but Mm -hmm. um (laughs) everything's good now thank goodness 
It was bumpy in the beginning, It was definitely, though. I mean, that was kind of the, my hard part of, mm-hmm. like, dating. Because, you know, it's not, it's not easy going around being like, hey, I'm looking for somebody. Oh, by the way, I got an ex-wife and, mm-hmm. uh, and a baby. Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of people are looking for that at our age. So, yeah. I mean, for her to be able to, to first consider, like, hey, this is something I could do in my life. And then well, from kids. there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there to, like, deal with, you know, because I'm figuring out this whole, you know, single dad thing at the same time as her trying to figure out being a bonus mom thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, we definitely had some bumps in the roads and mm-hmm. things that we had to try to figure out. But it goes back to communicating. You know, yeah, communicating with each other and saying like, hey, like, I didn't like that this happened. Can we from now on kind of change it so that way, like, either I'm more informed about something or can I have more say about this? And, you know. I treat it as for me and her as in like, she's going to be another mother. So she's got as much say as I do because, you know, sometimes I'm not going to be here when, when Logan's going to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to go work. So she's got to be kind of that parent. And it's the same thing for his mom, whoever she's dating. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that person, I expect to one, meet them. And two, you know, if it's going to be something serious, I mean, I want this, some, this person to have kind of similar values as into Mm -hmm. what he's going to teach my son, because I mean, I would love to have my son full-time, but, you know, things are what they are. So I just want to make sure everyone's on the same game plan as that. And we're finally all there. Yeah. Which is... It, it took some time, but yeah. we're all kind of in that same spot now. Okay, that, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Honestly, that's commendable. And super I, I, mature for everyone, honestly. It takes a lot of maturity, I'm sure. I was going to say, though, coming into this relationship, like, kids don't scare me. I think him wanting to be a cop scared me a little more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just, I grew up real fast in communication and sharing and trying to think of the other person's side to things and how, you know, mm-hmm. they felt about it. So it did make me grow up real fast, too, and very mature on that level because <laughs> as much as it is about her and i i mean at the end of the day it's more about logan yeah mm. so. absolutely oh so what what scared you you just mentioned about him being wanting to be a police officer uh, what was it that scared you christy um well first to go back on what Corey kind of says so i had just gotten mm. about five to six months um, I had just gotten out of a relationship and he was in the army and mm-hmm. I went through the process of him wanting to be a cop. Mm. And um, I pretty much just got screwed over and he had a whole nother life, which I didn't know with another girlfriend. Mm. Um, so that, so that was, that was scaring me because of me going through the process again and then him being away mm. and me having trust issues because of my past relationship. So right. that was very scary for me to take a leap and be like okay well I have to trust this person again like hopefully I don't get my heart broken right and then obviously it worked out but then you know with the crazy world we live in now yeah it's it's hard for I feel like anyone to go outside their doors and but for people that are in the law yeah (laughs) it's even harder so that's where that started I can only imagine, girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. my heart was like, as soon as he said that, I'm like sitting at the table, like, oh my God, do I do this again? Like, am I right. going to get my. <laughs> Plus, right. I always come back home with a giant smile on my face about all the crazy stuff she do, that I do. And she's just like, you're going to give me a heart attack yeah. one day. 
For real. Craziness. It sounds like that first uh, guy she was dating was uh, practicing to be an undercover cop early. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Get (laughs) on. For real. You will pass. Don't worry. So so how do you, I guess this question is more for Corey, but also for Christy. How do you guys view marriage now, Corey having been married and now being not married? Has anything changed for you, and do you have advice for someone going into marriage? No, I mean, beautiful people over here. No, I mean, (laughs) for you guys, I expect long term love and and happiness between you two. I think for I think for myself, what I learned afterwards was that, and I don't know if you guys noticed it because you guys have known me long enough now. I don't. I wasn't as happy as I thought I was. Mm. I had a definite disillusion of what I thought was happiness Mm. and it took kind of you know the separation and having time to myself and kind of self-reflecting to realize that you know there is something better out there and what I thought was happiness just wasn't getting me to where I needed to be and then Mm. you know I meet this beautiful lady over here and she shows me like what it is to be happy and what it is to truly like love someone and it just kind of changed my whole outlook of what I knew love was. And I have no problem getting remarried. I always, always tell her that um, it's not something that I'm against. Um, I mean, I know she wants to get married. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I just said, it, I just need, I, yeah, it's not really a rush for us. It's kind of like when it happens, it happens. But, mm. you know, for us, just being together is kind of more important than any we kind know, of yeah. yeah i mean we know what we have we'll, we'll even tell people like oh yeah it's my fiance like no yeah. one knows Aww. but that's how we feel like at the end of the day yeah will, will you uh will you let the government get in our affairs for the rest of your of your life <laughs> <laughs> i'm still crying over here she off is. of what Corey said i'm like shook it <laughs> no i'm excited for you guys like yeah, you guys oh are my. perfect together hilarious sweetest couple Aww. your wedding is gonna be I mean, I, so much fun. When I if it guys, happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, no if they doubt. allow it to happen. And I'm sad that Corey potentially won't be there. Yeah, that's oh, gonna... Oh, Corey! Honestly, we love no. you guys, but oh my gosh, that was sad. That saddened me when George told me. There's actually, you guys are one of five weddings I'm missing. Oh, yeah, gosh. we were. Yeah, and one of them I'm supposed to be a groomsman in. Hmm. And that my friend, I, when I told my friend that, he was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, blame Uncle Sam. It's not my fault. <laughs> That's trash. Definitely a lot of sacrifices for Corey, too. Yeah. I need to speak to Uncle Sam's manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Aw. So, Christy, I know that, you know, family is really important to you. How does that play a role in, like, you guys baby planning and going into pregnancy and the bumping and how's all that going (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i've had bad anxiety about the whole thing (laughs) um but luckily with my grandma my family and Corey's family is amazing yes i do have the support around me am i scared for him to leave of course do i want him to leave no it's my first child and i want him there um, but Corey and I both agreed, you know, I'd rather him do this now. Yeah. And of the baby being three years old or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna, 
I can't say how I'm going to be when he's gone. I'm probably going to be a crying mess. Um, but we're just taking it day by day, and I'm just trying to be strong. And I think once I see the baby and everything, it will it will make sense, and it'll be okay. Yeah. And I know this one's going to try his hardest, you know, to be there as much as he can. Yeah. So it's scary. I'm not going to lie. I had like, I'm like telling him we have to get the baby's room. There's so much for us to do. Like, I need this done before you go. Cause I just don't want to have. We're, we're almost there too. We just, yeah. finished, we just finished putting a crib address together. So that was nice. So you yeah. already have a honey do list. Yes. Yes. Before <laughs> like, like, this, you need to do this. It's a I'm honey. Like, it's a honey do book. Not a list. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> we right here. Honestly, I have a daily list for George. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. But like I said, just taking it day by day and yeah. doing the best we can to navigate. Well, I know that George and I are not Corey, but if there's anything that you need, you know we're just 10 miles away approximately. Yeah, like if you need something from the top shelf. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm so mad. I love Christy because one, we have very similar, if not the same name, and we're both short girls. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey. repping that 411. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you like 5'2, so. Hey, ah. it's still not 411, so. <laughs> well, yes, George, you might have to come over and build some stuff for me. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey. Let me know. I'll put it on his honey-do list slash book. <laughs> I'm taking Corey's and moving it to yours. Yes. All right. So but thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Because I know it's like, I know I'm not alone, but it's like Corey's not going to be here. Of so I, oh, I am. There's nothing that will replace his warm body in the bed. Uh, but we <laughs> oh, can get know. you a pillow. She's, oh. uh, say, she's got this pillow. It's supposed to some kind of pregnancy pillow that looks like a giant freaking unrolled pretzel. Yes. And it's taking over my bed right now, and I'm not liking it. <laughs> Bro, put a heating blanket on it, and it's basically you. Oh, yeah. yeah, the heating blanket is real. I just discovered that. But speaking of Corey going away, is there anything else that you guys are, I guess doing to prep you for being long distance for nine months because I know that's got to be tough. Yeah, that's scary for me. I mean, big thing that we're doing is making sure we got, you know, any kind of financial stuff ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, originally we were going to have her come out and visit, um, mm -hmm. but now with the baby on the way, she can't really quite work it up there. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, making sure that she's as prepared as possible. I'm trying to fix up as much of the baby room and all the building and stuff like that. We just moved into our new place. So, you know, making sure everything's ready to go for her. So that way it is as prepared as she can be without 100% needing me. Yeah. Um, even like family that's coming out here to help us out. We're trying to stagger the time. Yeah. So that way, you know, not everyone's coming day one of being out of the hospital. Like, this person comes this for, like, this week, and this person comes for this other week. So that way, she kind of has that staggered help. Mm. That sounds um, like an organized planner. We're yeah, trying we're to, yeah. trying to, especially. Yeah. <laughs> My anxiety will go up the roof if I don't have a plan, especially now that he's 
<laughs> and then I'm trying to work out something where I can at least be out here for, I think, two weeks before I have to turn around and go back out. Oh, um, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're it's it's a long shot, but we're kind of hoping for it. So. Hey, and we're hoping for you. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a tough thing. We, it was funny when she told me that we were we were expecting. I always, I started counting my fingers. I'm like, one, two, three. oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan this well. She was like, no, no, we didn't. I was like, all right, well, it is what it is. We can't change it now, so let's let's make the best of it. So I think that's the main thing that we've been worried about is planning everything for the baby. But besides like us communicating, um, and everything, like I'm not worried. About yeah. obviously, I'm gonna miss him, but it's not something that I'm nervous about. I have full faith she's gonna be able to do it. I mean, I see how she is with Logan, so I, I she's nervous, but I know as soon as as soon as the baby boy comes out, he's going, she's gonna pop right back into that mom mode and, and be perfectly fine. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. Next yeah. question from Christina. Oh, in the audience. Well. <laughs> I have, not going off on a tangent, but I do want to reflect back on the first time that we kind of met Christy and we kind of hung out and we went shooting, you know, guns were involved, and I kind of just want to, you know, get some thoughts on, like, your gun experience. Well, I don't have as much as Corey does. You have have practically (laughs) zero. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. When we're talking about Corey being gone and protection, we need you. We need to go again to the range so that we can get Christy up to par. No, yes, no, definitely. And I think that's also why. So, obviously, um, my background family, I've always been around guns, but I've never Mm -hmm. really shot any or was really comfortable. And then I met Corey, and I've always been curious about it, but also scared. So, I'm kind of at the point where I feel comfortable, but I don't have my own gun yeah i didn't have my own gun. <laughs> you do <laughs> i do now we now. both do <laughs> and so now i'm excited because when we went to the shooting range that day mm-hmm. we were shooting you know all the boys guns and everything and i'm yeah. so tiny that it's hard for me to feel comfortable holding <laughs> yeah, totally. one of so I think now that I have my own and I do want to practice with it a lot more, I think I'll feel more comfortable. And then Corey's always been really good of going over different scenarios, like if someone came in the house and whatnot, oh, what I would do. Yeah, she she got kind of screwed in that department because I got such like with military and cop, like <laughs> I got such a you know I'd rather be prepared for all scenarios type of mindset. Yeah, that like even at our old place, like. Yeah. We went through the house, like, going through, like, drills on how to, like, go through room by room and and doing all this stuff and all the gun safety stuff and everything like that. I got so drilled in her head that the first time I took her to the range, she knew that she couldn't, like, turn <laughs> the gun anyway, anywhere besides straight down the range. Yes. And in an indoor range, too, which I hated. But she, she fired off around, and the cartridge went down the front of her blouse. And so it's still piping hot and she's trying to like maneuver this, her blouse in order to get the, the shell to fall out, but she's yeah. not moving the gun. She's still pointed down range and she's got her head back. Like, Oh, like, babe, help me. I, Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm just laughing there. Cause there's nothing I can do. Like 
What do you want me to do? Just shove my hand down the front of your shirt? Yeah, in the public place yeah she and does. Rip out this hot round, but Sacrifice yeah, your hand, it. Corey. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do what you got to do in an urgent situation. But yeah, I'm she, sure you've I, done it other times under different conditions. Oh, I mean, that's, that's for... Right? I know. What's different about this one, Jesus? Right? That's for right beside you after dark. Oh, so that's a, that's a different podcast, That's Corey. a whole different podcast. <laughs> No, but I, I definitely feel more comfortable now with her being able to handle herself and, you know. And we were just talking about all of us going shooting, too, before he leaves. And I'm like, am I okay to go shooting with this big old belly? Like, are we good? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Good question. But I feel prepared, but then I feel like you can never really feel fully prepared because yeah. you know you're going to act during the situation. In that moment, yeah. yeah. I like, really... Lot, right christina what was that i said you've gone shooting a lot more than i have i would say like four or five times yeah um <laughs> it definitely you definitely feel more comfortable i think the most important thing for me um was just getting over that fear and just being safe like once i heard george talk about safety first that was my biggest concern because i don't want mm -hmm. like an accidental death or, you know, something yeah. going haywire. And he, he said the first thing, like, never put your hand on the trigger. Always point the gun in the safest possible direction, mostly down or down the range. Like, you know, he went through all the safety precautions first, and that really put me at ease. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm really curious as to Corey's scenarios in the house. I might have to borrow you and pay you to come to my house yeah we're, we're gonna go train with Corey. let's train Corey. i had her like uh, like hey if you're asleep like i had her like literally sitting in bed like all right you hear something where are you going from the bed and it was like grab check to see if it's loaded load around if you need to and then like how to move throughout like the hallways and stuff like that and she thought i was crazy at first but then i'm like this is kind of hard to like do when it's not really happening, happening. and it's serious but after like a few times she was like okay I, I i get why we're doing this i get why i need to like learn a few things because yeah this is definitely if the more i practice it the more i'll like do with it do it on instinct rather than you know kind of well and then it the made page, sense yeah. why he keeps like curtains open or certain things in the house i'm like Oh, so if someone's behind, the got it. Okay, makes sense. Wow. You're not that's <laughs> awesome. I need to write down some of these tips. You need a podcast or a YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> protect yourself podcast. Yes. The protect, the protect your neck podcast. <laughs> um, another topic. This is something Christina and I go back and forth a lot on. Video games. How do you feel about video games specifically? video games that have guns or violence in it, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, because I'm all for it. I played them as a kid. I turned out okay for the most part. <laughs> Christina is more against it. How do you guys feel, especially as parents, with a kid who's going to be approaching that age where video games are going to become a part of his, I guess, life? So as far as, like... The games I play, yeah, I play Call of Duty. I mean, I think 90% of the world does. So, I mean, I love those gun games. Those are always fun to me. Um, I've tried getting her into it. She gets dizzy and ends up not playing as yeah, well. Yeah, I grew up with 
boy cousins, so they were always with fighting and shooting. Um, so I don't mind them, but I think what the games now are a lot different than they were when we were kids and more mm. graphic. So I think having a certain age for like Logan and then the one on the way, right? I definitely has to be an age limit on it to for where they, sure. yeah. they know it's fake and not so. Yeah, we don't really try to to do most of those Call of Duty. I mean, I know he's like know he's seen it. me play like a zombie game before, and mm-hmm. it kind of like got him a little scared so i've been trying to stay away from that we're starting off simple with like mario party hey. yes yeah. yeah. you can't go wrong <laughs> yeah, mario we have a lot of fun doing the mario party we we will do family game night we'll do that like play that we'll play like you know board games stuff like that so that's kind of where we're at right now so but at what as, like, age i'm oh, sorry to cut you off but at what age for logan would you say he would potentially be ready and curious enough to play like a game like Call of Duty. I, I would say like eight to ten. Okay. Probably. Uh, I mean, I I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're also talking about someone who, as an officer, you know, I got a concealed carry permit. So gotcha. I mean, there's definitely so guns in the house. But my way of kind of transitioning him into that is like we're starting off right now. He's at five, so mm-hmm. I mean, we're starting off with Nerf guns, and even with Nerf guns, like. I know it, it, they're, they don't really hurt, but, like, everything I do with him, it's kind of like, hey, make sure you don't point at someone's face. Make sure, like, you know, you're not putting your finger on the trigger until you're ready to shoot it. Like, I got him targets to, to shout out. So it's like my intro into guns without him knowing it. So that way, when it comes to that age of of him being able to start doing the more adult stuff like that, he's right. already got kind of a baseline knowledge of what needs to be done. That's awesome. So do you store his Nerf guns in a locked? Uh, no. <laughs> or do you leave them on the counter? Do you leave the dark he, separate He's got from a Monopoly guns. safe he keeps it in. And... <laughs> I just learned that uh, from taking the DOJ test, you know. Yep, got to keep him in a safe, yep. Keep him in a safe. That's I so need... cool. Yeah, you do. So um, as you're talking about games and stuff and playing family game nights, I seen that you guys had camping indoors with a tent. Yes. Yep. How was that? <laughs> that was fun. I mean, you know, especially with COVID going on, uh, her and I are her and I are big like outdoors camping people. That's what yes. we want to do. Uh, we want to one day get an RV and be able to camp out wherever, or even just get tents and go out somewhere. So with COVID kind of restricting what we want to do. You know, it got, we got bored of just hanging out in the house all day. So yeah. like, why don't we just bring camping indoors and we'll watch movie and, you know, blow up an air mattress. And we all of us in a small tent, we're just sitting there with popcorn. Plus the yeah, plus the dogs. We're all just sitting in there. <laughs> so you got you got three people, two dogs inside a two-person tent all just trying to watch a movie. And it, it was fun. I mean, we'll, I, we try to do stuff like that to try to kind of bring the outdoors indoors. So That's awesome. I, I love the dog parent, dog mom, dog dad life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Kinda. George adopted two dogs recently. I don't know how you like it. Do you like it? They're growing on me. <laughs> They're growing on him? Yeah. He's like, I don't buy dogs. I buy cars and I buy bikes <laughs> because you don't have to sit there and watch them and feed them. I'm like, but they're so lovable. Yeah, so are the motorcycles. And And once one comes attached to you, George, you're going to be done. 
I I mean, both of them are because I've been off for the last three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So in the mornings, it's been just me and the dogs, and they'll come and they'll scratch me, and then they'll sit in my lap and look at me, and then roll over on their backs and <laughs> and make me pet them and make me pet them. Yeah. Uh- you know, you're a big soft teddy bear. Right. He's trying to play it cool right now, but honestly, he's like the best daddy dog care. He takes them for walks. He feeds them. He pets them. He's doing really good. So for someone who doesn't necessarily and then when they like act up, dogs. When they act up, I tell them that I'll send them to Michael Vick's house. <gasps> oh, wow. <laughs> There's the line, and we crossed it. That's, that's harsh. <laughs> and moving on. No, actually, it was funny when uh, when Christy and I first started dating. She had a she had a pit bull, Ooh. still has a pit bull that um, that I got introduced to. And him and I fell in love. And I was like, it was kind of like how Christy was with Logan. I kind of threw Christy's side, and he's become now my best friend. <laughs> he sleeps, I lost my dog. Yeah, he sleeps with me at night, and he's like my dog now. And she's like, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I only adopted you or anything. But all right. <laughs> I only buy your food. Oh, <laughs> so Corey, how do you like being an officer? Just period as a career. Like, you worked so hard, passed through police academy. Like, how do you like it? You know, when I joined, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it was a different time than yeah. it is now. Um, I mean, this definitely wasn't what I was expecting when I was, like, going to graduate for all everything that happened to happen. But at the same time, you got to take what's going on with kind of a grain of salt. I mean, it is you know, the few bad eggs that's kind of making my life and my friend's life and my partner's lives mm. um, a lot harder. And yeah. it's kind of given us a negative twist on things. Yeah. Um, so I understand where people are coming from and I understand people's frustrations and their anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I know that's not who I am. I know I'm not going to do stuff like that because that's just not how I was raised and how I think is right or wrong. Right. So. I mean, my whole thing is I became a cop to, you know, make a better life for my son, to a safe area, a safe neighborhood, and, you know, to help out people that need help. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, anybody of any kind of background. So, right. you know, seeing things that are going on right now, um, yeah, I can get frustrated sometimes because mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything. And at the same time, I think a lot of things get blown out of proportion that don't need to be. But, like, when, right. when you see stuff, especially recently, not to get into any politics or anything, but, like, when you see stuff that's that's gone on at the Capitol building, I mean, yeah. someone like myself who's been, you know, in the service and now a police officer, that stuff just angers me because hearing things about, you know, possible um, police force involvement or what have you, whatever comes out of it, mm-hmm. that, I mean, for me, that, that angers me because, you know, I took many O's to, you know, protect others and to, mm. you know, really, really like, I don't even know how to say it, kind of just make sure, like, it's an oath that I feel so strongly about right. to see people kind of take advantage of it and and disrespect it the way that they have been. Mm-hmm. Pisses me off, but also at the same time makes me want to be a better officer so that way, you know, the people that I meet or have contact with can turn their opinions about cops and realize, you know, not all cops are, are these bad people that are right. betrayed. So. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. That was an awesome answer. And I think for me, I know I met you, you are George's friend, but I have so much res more respect just knowing you and knowing the type of man and the type of guy and dad and boyfriend that you are. Like, I truly appreciate what you do every day and I can't imagine um, how Christy feels and just knowing like when you walk out of that door every day and you go to your job, like, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. at stake? And I just have so much respect and I love you guys even more. And honestly, like, we appreciate what you do. And I know George is going to take it away and say something else. No, no, no. I, no, I, I was actually going to follow up that question with when, like, I guess what advice would you have to someone who's getting pulled over on a traffic stop or something like that, say... Because I know, I know for me, when I get pulled over, I always try to make the officer at ease without being uh, corny or cheesy about it to where it's like, all right, this dude's just being fake. I, well, I got to watch out for something. But just small stuff like pulling over to pulling off the freeway if I'm on the freeway and onto a side street so that the cop's not coming around in traffic or pulling into a well-lit gas station if it's at night, are there anything that you, is there anything that you would say to people that would probably make their life easier when they do have contact with a cop? And also from a officer's perspective, is it true that you, they don't know what you've, what call you've just come from or what crazy person you've just dealt with? And like, so do you think that, it would be beneficial if people gave the cops the benefit of the doubt also. Yeah. I mean, you, that is true that you don't know where we just came from or what we were doing prior to this. Um, but as far as, you know, what we do in traffic stops, I mean, it's, it's drilled in us from day one that, you know, traffic stops are considered one of the most, dangerous things that we do there's i mean there's many dangerous things that we do but mm. traffic stops are because there's that unknown variable of who you're pulling over mm. i mean when we go to calls we we know what we're getting into for the most part we have some kind of description of what's going to be what we're walking into as far as a traffic stop it's more or less like hey i see this violation i'm gonna pull this car over now in your mind or whoever I'm pulling over, you know, you're, you might be thinking a thousand other things of what possibly went wrong, but we don't know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, all I'm looking over is like, this guy just ran a red light. So now I just got to talk to him real quick um, and see what's going on. So, I mean, if you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Stay calm, stay relaxed, you know, keep your hands on the steering wheel mm -hmm. and, just talk to us like normal people because that's what we're hopefully going to do towards you. And I, and I am speaking for myself. I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm going to speak, I'm not going to speak for every other officer, but I mean, what I do is I go there and I try to treat someone the way I want, you know, another officer to treat my mom or my dad. Like mm -hmm. that's how I start off a traffic stop. Now, if you're going to be a dick, then you know, <laughs> I'm going to be a dick back because I, you know, I, I'm trying to show you respect, but you're just, you're just trying to start stir up trouble for no reason. Yeah. So, 
I mean, keeping your hands on the steering wheel is a big thing because, you know, like I said, we don't know who we're pulling over from Adam. So, like, for all we know, you could be reaching for a weapon. Mm. We don't know. We don't know what's in that car. You know what's in that car, but we don't. Like, we don't know what's going to be going on or what's going to happen. And for us, at the end of the day, we're just trying to make sure that we're getting home to our families, getting back home mm. to what we love. So, yes. I mean, if, as long as everyone stays calm, and you know for a fact you did nothing wrong and you don't have anything on you to hide, then everything's going to be good and you're going to be able to get out of there. Now, have there been bad traffic stops that I've seen? Yes, there is. And I can't speak, like I said, for every cop out there, but Mm. I know for the ones I work with, I have much respect for them because that's how most of them will do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, The people that we are looking for are the bad guys. Mm. And that's the ones that we're trying to get off the streets. So, I mean, when... When the lights come on, definitely pull over as quickly as possible so we don't think you guys are trying to find an escape or trying to get out of, of whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it feels better to go into a well-lit place, that's fine. Like, as long as you're doing it in a quick manner to get there and not taking too long to get over there, yeah, I would say do it. But like I said, talk to the cop like a normal person. No quick hand movements. Just, you know, being very respectful both ways and, and trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. You may not agree with what we got to say. I mean, I understand that. The last thing I want to do is, is you know, give you a ticket. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you got to realize. There's a lot of reports for yeah. tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, like, you guys got to realize that, like, when you're seeing a cop or when we go to see someone, it's not on their best day. Yeah. I mean, we're not seeing someone because they're having a great day. Right. We're seeing someone because something's going down and you guys are pissed off or or something is is wrong and like having to deal with that time and time again it does weigh de- weigh you down a little bit but yeah. i mean it's something that we expect and something that we go through so i i mean i don't i don't know if that answers the question in any way but i mean that's yeah. what i try to do with traffic stops and and it's usually the people that are you know nervous or or kind of not making eye contact with me where I kind of like, Mm. all right, there's something more that's going on here. Let me, let me do a little more investigation. And Mm -hmm. that's when kind of the pulling out of the car and asking if I could search the car kind of gets into, gets into play. So. Mm. So you're like, you're sus, bro. Get out of the car. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people will like get nervous and then they just start talking and talking and talking. And Mm -hmm. eventually they start admitting to stuff. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's definitely a, a different uh, viewpoint on life. Um, I have a quick question. Do you have to roll the window down all the way when you get pulled over? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, you don't keep that window up. I, I, when you sign your your California driver's license, mm-hmm. you sign the right over to if you get pulled over, you got to listen to the cops like, Saying that, like, I, I don't have to listen to you. No, you do. It's part of your driver's license mm. contract. Like, It's in the terms and agreements that, yeah. that everybody signs and nobody reads. That was a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, driving a car, it's not a right. It's a privilege. So, like, yeah. you got you to gotta abide by those those laws that, you know, everyone in the world has got to abide by. So, I mean, rolling down the way. If you don't roll down the window, that's going to automatically start stuff. Like, that's going to just start pissing us off, and that's just going to start making us angry because you're making this five-minute traffic stop turn into a 20-minute traffic stop, which is going to just be not in your favor. It's poking the bear. 
Yeah, exactly. So what if it's late at night, you know, I'm a woman, it's dark, there's a long, long, long road, and I don't personally feel comfortable just pulling over. I know you said make a quick pullover, but what if there's no gas station nearby? What would you recommend? Should I call 911 and then pull over? Mm-hmm. And- oh, don't. I mean, if you call 911 being like, hey, listen, I'm scared because this cop's pulling me over, they're gonna be like, well, pull over. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, pull over. If, if it makes you feel better, I mean, you can always call George and be like, hey, I'm in the middle of a traffic stop. I'm pulling over right now. Can you just stay on the phone? But how do I know it's a real cop in a real car with real lights and it's not just someone, you know, who stole a cop car? That's why I said, like, call 911 and then they'll record the conversation. I mean, I mean, us wearing a uniform usually indicates the traffic stop. People <laughs> steal like, uniforms all the time. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> you you feel me, Christy? Line. Can you explain this? I don't know what dateline no, you guys been watching, but <laughs> this wild, wild world of cops being being like fake. Oh, and, it's true. Cops sometimes are fake in like Arkansas or something. They come yes. up and they're okay. girl so, and they never find the body. In the yes. one in five million chance that happens, I don't have an answer for that. Good See? luck. That is why you bought your new gun, and it's for self-protection. See, but- literally, this this whole conversation came full circle back to your guys' first date in regards to <laughs> meeting saying. her at a dark bar hey. versus a Mexican food restaurant. Christy, I'm <laughs> with you 100%, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For the 1% chance that that might happen, then I don't have an answer for you. But the other 99% pull over and just start talking to the cop, all right? Hey, I love love the police. I I want y'all to help me, but... I love the police, but I'm afraid they aren't the police. Like, are you all right, what if you get pulled over by a cop, but police is spelled wrong on his squad car? Policia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, there was a story of a lady who was getting pulled over by the cops, and she called 911 and was like, uh, can you tell the person behind me that I am not pulling over? Like, don't do that. Don't, that's, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. On the news. Don't, yeah. don't be doing that. Hey, you see a cop car, pull over. That lady you'll, was me, Corey, okay? Yeah. That, that's you'll real see Karen the person walk up if the, if the person walking up doesn't look right, like, then so you know something's suspect. Is there something, like, on your guys' badges that fake ones wouldn't have? Like, it right. says police <laughs> in, in your city. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, oh, all right. Like, what dream hey. world do you guys live in? It's <laughs> this is not, not a dream. Hey, I have a more serious question. Yeah, you can um, watch state line. Yes, what, we do. <laughs> what? I guess. What is the jurisdictional boundaries for police departments? Like, say I'm driving in downtown LA, and you're in your Ontario PD car, and you go to pull me over. You know, it's funny. I get this question a lot. A lot of people ask me, "What's like? What does it mean to have jurisdiction?" I'm going to say this right now. When I graduated the academy, I graduated the California Police Academy. And then graduated the Ontario Police Academy, I graduated the the California one. So if I am driving back from wherever and you're doing 110 on the freeway, Mm -hmm. you bet I'm going to be pulling you over because you're driving like an idiot. But 
that being said, we try to stick within our jurisdiction of our city limits because that's where we're supposed to be patrolling. So I'm mm-hmm. not trying to step on feet and go over to like LA County and start pulling people over there. No, I'm going to stick within my lane and my boundaries and try to, you know, free up my city that I made my oath to. So, but yeah, like if you're, if you're out of the, out of my jurisdiction, but you're acting a fool, you know, I'm going to be pulling you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. So you can still get a ticket, George. Yes. All right. George so pretty much, I'm still pulling your ass over. Hey, just so you know, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there? Do we have anything else? Um, I mean, man, I could literally sit and talk to you guys for days. I have so many more questions, but we're either a gonna have to hang out soon, or b have you know podcast part two, which is fine in the future but i just want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us honestly we're so happy for the both of you guys and you fit the cliche fit phrase when you know you know and oh, go ahead i said yeah 100 percent. when you know you definitely know <laughs> yeah because we'll i we'll I remember... the uh the, the second podcast when uh after uh i get back from my yeah. uh deployment Ooh. and after we got the baby we'll, we'll, yeah. do, we'll do an update tales from alaska oh my gosh that'll be so amazing but yes when you know you know beautiful people yeah. and george has one more thing to say i'm gonna take this oh away my god i know what it's gonna be thank you <laughs> once again for listening to me thank Corey for his service Woo! thank Woo! you for your service Corey. but thank yeah. you once again and christy <laughs> hey <laughs> But thank you. But thank you once again for listening to the Right Beside You podcast, where we do life right beside each other. Because at the end of the day, raise them up. I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm, I'm right, right beside, beside you. you. Congratulations. If you're still listening, that means you made it to the end of this episode. If you want to claim your special prize, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss out. Also, follow us on Instagram at right beside you. That's R-I-G-H-T-B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U for exclusive content, daily stories, and some good laughs. Don't forget to review our podcast if you like what you hear. Even if you hate us, whatever. Let us know.